I'm Agent Phil Coulson with the Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division. That's quite a mouthful. I know. We're working on it. episode of Agents of Summercast. I am Colonel Chaos, a.k.a. Jim Sella, and joining me once again, the one and only Agent Andy Ant-Man Urquhart. How you doing, Agent? Overworked and underpaid. <laughs> Have you recovered from last week's show? Uh, yeah, just about. The, the next day at work was, was a, a rough one. <laughs> you know, my, uh, my wife... Uh, it, for those that suffered through it, uh, we did a, it was close to three hours. I think it was two hours and 47 minutes, mm. which I think is the exact time of this week's B team episode, which <laughs> you were also on. Yeah, it must be as a common factor. <laughs> and, uh, you were there. Uh, I was running late this week, uh, family emergency, but everything seems to be okay. At least for now. Um, and it was great having you on the show. You were quiet, though, man. <laughs> yeah, well, when you've got five voices, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the other thing is my wife pointed out that our, sh- our show last week was exactly an hour longer than the actual Ant-Man movie. <laughs> and to be fair, though, we did spend <laughs> an hour before we got to talking about Ant-Man, talking about other things. So. Well, yeah, and we, I mean, we kind of, it was kind of an Ant-Man sandwich, because we mm-hmm. talked Marvel stuff before and after the, we talked about the movie. It was a lot of fun, even though it was a frame-by-frame uh, description of the movie. <laughs> so, um, I want to put something, I, I didn't ask you this before we went on, but I'm going to put it out there. Um, we're get you know we're we're very excited for season three of Agents of Shield and Agents of Shield cast. Um, what do you guys think? Uh, are are synopses a little too long? Should we be shortening those up? Maybe doing more um, sort of Starling City Radio style, where instead of giving the full blow by blow, yeah blow by blow of each episode, should we be just be talking about it more in general? Hmm. I really want, you know, I like to have the episodes under an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Andy doesn't like, or Andy doesn't care about my artificial rule. Um, <laughs> and, <I> under- <laughs> and he breaks it as much as he can. <laughs> but um, do well, listeners, leave it on Twitter, Facebook, send us messages, however you want. Um, let us know. Uh, do you want, you know, maybe... A more concise synopsis with more 
analysis and uh, insight into the you know maybe the key scenes of the of the episode things like that. Um, I really want to tighten up the show. The other problem we have going is you know the the, the scope of the show has expanded because we found it was very tough to do a show about a show when the show wasn't on, especially the first year where it'd be on for two weeks and then off for four. Mm. Um, so, you know, we have, the show has grown in scope. We are going to continue covering all the Marvel cinematic news. And so tell us what, what is your optimal, optimal length? For an episode of Agents of Shield cast, technically we only have an hour on uh, AllGames.com. I mean, I know Starling City is gone. Maybe we could move the show back to six. That's up to Derek and what he wants to do. He's, you know, we've certainly said, hey, our shows run long. If you want us to fill in that slot, we're good with that. Just let us know mm-hmm. so we can start telling people to tune in at six instead of seven. Um. But yeah, let us know what you think, because uh, I can't wait for season three. It looks like it's going to be pretty awesome. There's not much in the way of news or uh, leaks this week. We have a few news stories we'll get to in a minute. But there are a couple things I did want to mention. Uh, first of all, Andy and I have decided that we're going to take next week off. Yep. Um, you'll see that there's not much content to this week's show, and we really don't want to just waste everybody's time yeah i mean we could i dare say we could bullshit for an hour about this and that but uh we, we want to try and keep a bit focused here <laughs> yeah technically we could do a show who knows maybe if we're both up to it we'll just decide to do it after all because i will have something to talk about next week andy mm. and that's going to be the fantastic four movie <laughs> mm-hmm um, not part of the cinem- Marvel Cinematic Universe yet, but if it's as bad as they're saying it is, then uh, maybe Marvel will be getting the Fantastic Four rights back sooner rather than later. Yeah, uh, I I personally hope the movie tanks at the box office, so I'm I'm boycotting <laughs> it just in the vain hope that Marvel get it back and can make it make it nice again. And I did I did watch the trailer when I saw the Ant Man movie. Yeah. And like it looks okay. The major problem that I have with it is the thing's voice. The thing's voice is ridiculous. You know, I didn't really pay attention to that. Um yes, they are changing the Fantastic Four. I have no problem with the ethnicity of any of the characters. No. But, no, but but doing but doing no. it for but doing it just to do it, I don't know. It, it, it's 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 like a PR stunt or focus group, mm. uh, you know, bad focus group responses. Why are they all white? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I suppose if if you think about it, there aren't too many like uh, African Americans in the X Men movies, so this is always on the same universe. Storm. Yeah, storm. storm. Yeah, no, I suppose yeah, storm. Um, but aside from storm, like. I can't. Yeah, and back, and I don't know. I I I'm real. I really don't mean this to be racist or racial in any way, but back in the '60s, when these comic books were created, 
They're created by a bunch of white guys mm-hmm. for pretty I mean and I don't I mean I know comic books were read by all races, but they the their main target audience apparently was young white males. Yep. And obviously, you know, 50 years later, things have changed. <laughs> yeah, just, just a little bit. <laughs> and, it, but just changing a character, I, I, maybe it's me being old and stodgy here, but I mean, it was a brother... Sue and Johnny Storm were brother and sister. Mm-hmm. They, there was no mixed marriage or adoption involved. And, you know, marketing and PR really didn't have anything to do with the makeup of the Fantastic Four. No. A couple middle-aged white Jewish guys came up with the concept. And back back in the '60s, uh, mixed mixed racial families were very far and few between. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's not to say that. I, I mean, even growing up in the '70s, I mean, mm. that that was very uncommon, and you know, uh, not popular. Mm. I guess is the best way to put it. That's not to say that, like, uh, if if the Fantastic Four had never existed, and well, we'd probably never have the Marvel Cinematic Universe or any of that, but if it was being created now, they might make it like this now. I mean, I don't know what it's... I don't even think it's like this in the Ultimate Universe. I don't think uh, Johnny's an, Johnny's African-American. No. No, I, I think he's still like a, a white guy. But... It, it, it's it's marketing hype. Yeah, I, I don't have any any particular issue with that. Like, I mean, they they do it. They've done it in other movies. Like, they made uh, Perry White was played by Lawrence Fishburne and and these and, and uh, Man of Steel. It was totally fine. Like, it doesn't bother me at all. They, no. Like I said, the one thing the one thing that bothers me, apart from the fact that it looks terrible, is the <laughs> is the. See, I don't think it looks that bad. <laughs> it's the thing's voice. The thing's voice is the thing that makes me go, "Oh my god, no, no, just no." This is not the Fantastic Four. And the, like the previous two Fantastic Four movies were not good movies, but the thing in those movies was actually pretty good. And it was played by uh, Michael Ch- Michael Ch- Yeah, Michael Chiklis. Yeah. yeah. And he was, he was really CGI. good. Yeah, he was yeah. great. The, this one's CGI, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's totally CGI. I don't know if the, the last one had like kind of some CGI and some like a big suit sort of thing or whatever, it, or however it was. But it, his voice was perfect for the thing. Like he he was great, and that's like when I read the thing, I hear his voice. <laughs> and they they had uh, the first one wasn't bad. Mm. The first one, you know, it had Doctor Doom. It was played by the guy uh, on Nip Talk. I yeah. can't remember. <laughs> Jillian. <laughs> yes. Um, and and he was a great Doctor Doom. Uh, the second one absolutely sucked. Yeah, the Silver Surfer stuff was pretty bad. The, the Silver the Silver Surfer, one of my favorite Marvel characters. I mean, I actually you know paid a lot of money for his first appearance. Mm. Um, he's one of my favorite characters. Galactus is one of my favorite Marvel villains. Mm-hmm, yep. And 
the Silver Surfer was a joke and mm-hmm. barely in the movie, and Galactus was a cloud. Yeah, a cloud, <laughs> which is ridiculous. I'm pretty sure we mentioned this several times yeah, before the I, podcast, but yeah, as a joke. I, I I think we even mentioned that I try to explain Galactus to to uh, my ten or twelve year old nephew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, what, I, I said, well, when's he going to be in the movie? He was. <laughs> he was. Yeah, he was a cloud. <laughs> <laughs> he was a what? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but at the same time, I enjoy the fantastic. You know, I I was a big Fantastic Four fan. Um. I want to see what they do with it. If it's bad, it's bad. I've already seen Pixels this summer. <laughs> you know, uh, that set the bar low for summer movies. I mean, and we I, we talked about it last week. Pixels wasn't a horrible movie. Mm. It was a perfectly fine way to spend a Saturday afternoon. Um, this, we'll see. And you know, if I if I'm riled up enough next week and I want to shit on it, maybe maybe we'll just do that. You know, <laughs> maybe I'll do a half hour rant on how bad the Fantastic Four movie is. Yeah, it really takes a lot for me to say a movie sucks, though. Yeah, I mean, I think if you go and you eat some popcorn and you watch a movie, like nine times out of ten, you're gonna have at least some enjoyment out of it. <laughs> It beats a trip to the dentist or the proctologist. Hundred percent, yeah. Bend over and cough. No, I'll, I'll go watch the Fantastic Four instead. Thanks. It, it could be one of these movies that turns out to be so bad it's good, like the prototype movie. Okay, and I haven't heard that ish <laughs> episode of Forty Two Level One yet. But um, well, and you know, our, the the so bad it's good movie that I always go back to is Cabin Boy. <laughs> Um, I expect this to be adequate. Hmm. Now, I, I, I'm, I have low expectations because we know that the movie, you know, they did like 40 pages of reshoots. Mm, I think that's some type of record. Wow. Um, you know, directors came and went at, uh, you know, yeah, at critical points from what I recall on this movie. I mean, it was it's it was the same type of train wreck we kind of expected from Ant-Man. When the right the lead writer after spending seven, eight years writing this leaves a month before it shoots. Yeah. Uh and Ant-Man turned out well. You know, I enjoyed like I said, I enjoyed Ant-Man more than Avengers Age of Ultron in some aspects. Uh, so I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, if not, we will cover it, uh, in two weeks, but, uh, and you I'm sure next week I'll probably discuss it a little bit on the B team podcast. Mm. Um, the other thing that I don't, we did, I didn't mention it on last week's show because I actually was going to surprise you with it if everything came together but we did mention it on the B team, was I decided kind of last minute to go to Boston Comic-Con Saturday. Now, I've been to Boston Comic-Con before. Um, We weren't doing this show. So my main focus at that was my my two big hobbies, video games and tabletop games. Mm -hmm. And 
while I did see some great stuff and had a good afternoon, I think uh, my co-host, Gadgetman007, a.k.a. Chris, Chris, Chris and I probably spent more time at the Whiskey Priest, which is a Irish pub mm-hmm. uh, half a block from the convention than we did <laughs> at the actual convention. <laughs> and we had a nice leisurely lunch, a couple of drinks. We did a lot of people watching, saw a lot of unfortunate uh, large women in Poison Ivy outfits, and just kind of people watch. There was also an awesome... Uh, Transformer. I don't know if it was Megatron or Optimus Prime, but the the, the costume was about ten feet tall, wow. and he's just walking down the streets of Boston. It was <laughs> awesome. Um, so my wife and I got up early Saturday morning and drove up to Boston. She had actually been on the site. We had already the Grant. There, there were two character, two people I wanted to meet: Grant Ward, aka Brett Dalton. Mm-hmm. And Haley Atwell, a.k.a. Agent Carter. Uh, Brett Dalton's panel, I guess, was Friday night. So, well, but he was still going to be there signing autographs and stuff like that on Saturday. And Haley Atwell's, I think, was Sunday. So, either way, we weren't going to go to the Marvel panels. (laughs) (laughs) And I think they were sold out. Oh, okay. So, um, but, you know, still a meet them, network beg and plead them to come on the show, maybe do video, maybe do a five minute video interview that, that type of stuff. Yeah. I was, I was hoping to do that. Maybe get a sound bite for our season three opener. Mm-hmm. And yeah, well, we drove up, got there probably around 11, 12 o'clock, walk up to the front door, sold out. No <laughs> more wristbands. So I decided, well, let me give it a shot. It worked. I actually, uh, two years ago, a friend of mine gave me two uh, passes for the show, but I was able to get uh, media credentials mm-hmm. at the show, and I gave uh, the two wristbands to to uh, a guy and his kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so, well, the media guy's already left for the day because it's noon. <laughs> what? Oh. Yeah, <laughs> the media relations guy is gone. <laughs> he just left. He comes back, uh, hand him the B team card. Say, look, I just drove up from. No chance. weren't letting me in. Hmm. So fuck Boston Comic Con. Yay! <laughs> uh, I mean, granted, I probably I could have pre registered. It was kind of a you know on the last minute thing. And when we left that morning, it wasn't sold out. So yeah, it was all yeah. walk-ups. Mm. So, you know, and I, I, was go, I was going as a civilian. I wasn't going as media. Same thing with uh, New York Comic Con. I don't have press credentials. I didn't want to deal with it. It's kind of my wife's convention, not mine. Mm. Um, but if I can talk my way into something, hey, you right. right? <laughs> uh, Anyways, so, yes, Boston Comic Con was a total bust. Uh, We went and had a nice overpriced lobster lunch at the Barking Crab and then drove home. (laughs) (laughs) I stopped at the game store and got myself uh, 
the, the tabletop store and got myself a copy of Boss Monster 2. Nice. That was my consolation prize. So <laughs> it's it's always one of these funny things with with uh, these conventions. You never quite know until you're there how it's going to turn out. Like uh, we, we've uh, me and Ali have got uh, press passes for EGX this year for mm-hmm. Eurogamer. I'm like we got press passes for last year and the year before, but last year and the year before we only got passes for one day each. Like I think last year we had passes for the Sunday, and the year mm-hmm. before we had passes for the Saturday. This year they gave us passes for all four days. Mm. You're like, okay. And like it was like uh, me me, Ali and Fraser all applied and they gave me and Ali them, no problem. And Fraser they went, No, you you're not accepted. <laughs> oh, and he's no longer part of the show. So. No, 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 and this is when he was still okay. part of the show. <laughs> so like when he when he applied for it, so I thought it was quite funny. But I think it's because like me and Ali have written a lot of articles for the website. And uh, like reviews and stuff like that, so that's probably why we get accepted and he doesn't. We um, we had a little, we had a the B team is going to PAX mm-hmm. Prime, Fr- or Fred from the B team is mm-hmm. going to PAX Prime. Um, we had a little issue with him this year because he was supposed to be with us at PAX South. He didn't show up. Uh, bad Fred, bad Fred. Bad Fred. Last minute thing, he, he couldn't make it. Um, but uh, so he went to apply for his pass and they said no. Mm, because he didn't show up for PAX South, mm-hmm. even though he had been applied for a pass. Um, he Eventually he was able to get one, but uh, they said no. And I was like, my my concern was is the whole B team banned from PAX? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm yes. I'm thinking about myself here, but uh, it, it and it was like no. Ch- Chip, Chris, and Ryan are fine. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but you know, I I said look, if there's anything I can, you know, he had my blessing to go. He you know, I I trust Fred implicitly. He knows it's a business trip. Um. So I said, look, if you need me to write a letter or anything like that, he was eventually, I mean, and F- Fred, you know, out of all of us, except I guess Allie now, uh, Fred is the actual only one of us, including you guys. Yeah. That is an actual games journalist. <laughs> you know, he, he's written for a newspaper. I think he's had a few articles. He has uh his gaming history 101 site which is if you want to hear about retro games is absolutely fascinating to mm-hmm. listen to gaming history 101 i actually guessed it on it last night um we talked one of my favorite games of last generation alpha protocol which i i heard the end of your show last night and mm-hmm. ali is wrong no <laughs> this is close to a shield game and it is still one of the best <laughs> Games of last generation, despite a few flaws. Ali is often wrong. <laughs> yes, Ali is often wrong. Sort of like you. Yeah, like me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyways, uh, so Fred Fred had his issues. It, and you're right. It is weird about the press thing. Um, I went, you know, I used to get press passes to Comic-Con. A couple of years ago, they refused and I haven't bothered. You know, I just go as a civilian now. It's like, 
I can do 90% of what I want to do anyways. Mm, yeah. So. And the press pass, like, for the most part, allows you to get in, like, an hour early. And Sometimes. That is about it. Yeah. And, like, it does, like, it does get you free entry, so you don't need to pay, which is the, yeah. the sort of main main draw for me to apply for the press passes. Because, like, especially for EGX, it's, like, £70 for a weekend ticket. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... You know, here in the States, you get access to the press room, which is nice to have a place where you can just drop your coat and your and your crap that you don't want to carry around all day. Um, and, you know, a, a quiet place to chill. Because uh, no, no one's there because everyone's busy playing games. <laughs> uh, go into the press room at four o'clock in the afternoon. That place is a hotbed of activity. Um. The other thing that, and you probably, I don't know how, I, I did go to EGX mm. one year, and over here in the States, I would say the press get a little more recognition from uh, the the boots than over there. Yeah, I mean, we, we did last year because we went, uh, we're in 42 level 1 t-shirts and we had yeah. fucking lanyards and everything, but we made that shit all up ourselves and we could have done, right. and I mean, like like I said, we were only there one of the days as press, the other days we just were paying customers, right. like, so, I mean, anyone could do that, you know? <laughs> but I, I find that over here, press gets treated pretty well, mm. and, uh, you know, we know, you know, if you listen to the B team, the stories of us cutting, you know, quote unquote, cutting lines <laughs> and stuff like that. But uh, usually we do get some decent access to some stuff. And sometimes, yes, uh, we don't have to wait in the line. Um, it, actually, I remember I, w- I went to my first PAX Prime and I was uh, I got two press passes, one for myself and one for my wife. Mm-hmm. Um and she was walking around and like some random PR guy came up and almost tackled her <laughs> because uh, he wanted her to come and try out his game and, uh, you know, for for us to do a, a piece on it. Oh. I wasn't with her at this time. <laughs> She's like, you know, she, she was off to checking out her own stuff. And she, uh, and I, I want to say it was either Hitman or Kanan Lynch. Mm, okay, <laughs> and she and she she just handed the guy uh, my business card and said, "This my husband's the guy you want to speak to. I will bring him over to you." But uh, it was funny. Just yeah, so you do have that benefit at least here in the states. Mm. So. But all right, enough about <laughs> yeah. us bitching about it, getting press passes and special treatment. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was unfortunate. Uh. That I didn't get in. I really wanted to get us. So, you know, I was hoping to talk at least get. You know, I was I was going to pay money to get pictures with uh, Grant Ward and Agent Carter. Mm, yep. And, you know, I was like, I, I have no problem doing that. I get to meet them. Get to hand them the business cards. Explain that we have. Uh, you know, we do the number one on Stitcher Shield uh, podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, talk us up and see if I could get them on. Didn't work. Didn't pan out. <laughs> oh so. well, it, it it you know if it if it worked awesome, it didn't work. So next time, yeah. next time, next time. Save, saved me a hell of a lot of money in buying uh, pi- uh, paying for pictures and uh, 
all the crap I would have bought inside <laughs> yeah. the engine. Yeah. I actually, just in case we don't do the show next week, I have a feeling we might do one. But uh, I'm going to ConCon Con mm-hmm. next weekend, the weekend of the 14th. This right. is it. This is at Mohegan Sun in Connecticut. It's uh, the convention I went to last year where I met Sitwell. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, but they've moved venues. Mm-hmm. They've moved down to the casino uh, in, I guess that's southeast Connecticut, something like that. Um, and so it's a bigger space. And I don't know if there's any one from the Marvel Cinematic Universe there, uh, but if there is, I'll certainly try and get uh, get some time with them. But uh, if you if you're gonna be if you're going to ConCon or Kinetic Kinetic I don't know I don't even know what they call it Connecticut <laughs> Comic Con uh, whatever it is uh, hit us up let me know that you're going to be there and hopefully we meet up I'm planning to go all three days I have a three day pass whether or not there's any reason for me to be there for three entire days I doubt it but we'll see thanks nice. so. All right, let's do a little news and get out of here, Andy. Yes. So, first of all, it's what, John Ridgely? Is that the name? Uh, John Ridley. Ridley, okay. John Ridley was at the TCAs this, I guess, in the last week or so. I thought the TCAs were a few weeks ago. Uh, Mainly pimping and hoping to get an Emmy for American Crime, Mm -hmm. which I've never seen. Nope, me neither. Um, but you know, there have, he has been rumors have swirled that he's bringing another Marvel character to the small screen. Mm -hmm. And we, I remember talking about this and I, you know, the rumor is that it's Ms. Marvel. I guess there's also been rumors that it could be cloak and dagger or somebody else. Yep. Uh, he would not, he did not say much other than he's, you know, he's on his knees praying that uh, Disney and Marvel pick up his idea for a show. But he has said that all the rumors are 99.99999% wrong. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Which would mean that um, Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel show, and a Cloak and Dagger show are not what he's working on. I, want, I, I would like Cloak and Dagger. Yeah. I, but I think I want it on Netflix. Yeah, um, and he does. He did say that it's a Marvel and ABC show, so I would assume that this is a one for the actual TV rather than a Netflix show. Yes, this is an ABC show. Although with ABC, you probably get a bigger budget, so the yeah. effects could be really cool mm. uh, in Cloak and Dagger. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, something I was thinking, who who do you want them to br- bring to ABC? Bring to ABC Network Television next. I mean, I mean, the show that I really, really want to see is like an Avengers: The Initiative or Avengers Academy type show where it's like young superheroes in training. Like that's I think, the, that's the show that I want Marvel to do, and 
like my all, my all-time like favorite comic book series that I, I've read is uh, like out with the sort of event crossover ones is Avengers: The Initiative, which was exactly that. It was like a training academy that they made up for uh, sort of young Avengers to come in and train with the potential for them to go forward and become full-on Avengers. You don't think that's called Shield Ag- Agents of Shield season three? Uh, I mean, there is a potential for that to happen in Agents of Shield season three, but they're going like like we've said previously, they're going down definitely the more sort of Secret Warriors route with that, which would kind of put that off the table. They could introduce it in Shield and spin it off into something else, but I think that that would be a totally different show. I I, I have a feeling they're 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 mixing the chocolate with the peanut butter this this season <laughs> i think we're i think we're getting secret warriors mm-hmm. you know they've pretty much said that mm-hmm. i think we've already seen the seeds of inhumanity mm-hmm. uh and i could see some type of avengers initiative avengers academy also also creeping into that mm-hmm. yeah and i'm not sure that's what i want <laughs> I, 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 mean, would, I would rather that it was a background thing that Coulson was working on and then it, and then it revealed it somewhere towards the middle or end of the season and then spun it out to something else. No, I, I'm kind of concerned that... Oh, and we do have a cast announcement for S.H.I.E.L.D. that we haven't done. Um, I'm kind of concerned it's going to be a Freak of the Week show where you're going to have three different entities chasing down characters sort of like uh, the original x-men mm-hmm. i mean early you know mid 60s issues where you know every week uh, every episode cerebro would find a new mutant and then it would be between a race between magneto and the x-men to recruit them mm-hmm. yep um because we have grant ward mm-hmm and Hydra trying to get the, the characters. We have, well, we also have Lash, or whatever his name is, <laughs> yeah. uh, who's going to be the judge, jury, and executioner for unworthy inhumans. <laughs> we have Shield, mm-hmm. or Caterpillar, or whatever they're called, and then we have the new the new addition to Agents of Shield cast, uh, Constance Zimmer. Mm-hmm. Who is going to be some type of another government official hunting down the Inhumans mm. for some government agency? Okay. So, uh, I'm very concerned that we turn into a freak of the week show. Uh, yes, but they definitely need to do some of that. Like, that's what a lot of people did complain about with, like, the first season and whatnot, that it went off superpowers and things. And we've, we've obviously seen that come to the fore a lot more with the inhuman stuff come in. And they've said that we're going to be seeing more people with superpowers popping up in season three. So, I, I don't think it'll go quite freak, freak of the week, though, because they've, they've got good developed characters now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think I read, uh, I read a little bit that the ABC president was talking about the about Agents of season three, and uh, the sort of the real th- he, the, he said that the real thrust for uh, next season is are you inhuman? 
which uh, is quite an interesting sort of way of phrasing it because uh, mm. obviously Scott, we know Sky's inhuman, so is it going to be the question of are other people on the team inhumans like Simmons, for example, that was swallowed up by that stone thing? <laughs> and yeah. uh, we know that Coulson isn't. Like, but the other people on the team. No, we don't know that Coulson isn't. Uh, he, well, he touched the, he touched the diviner, and it, he t- his hand turned to stone, so he's not inhuman. Well, <clears throat> I th- and I think Derek came on our episode to and pointed this out. That's that's exactly what happened to Sky and Reyna. They you know, and then they burst out of their cocoons. So before Coulson was able to be cocooned, Mac cut his hand off. I'd, I'd have to go back and, and watch it to see if the the textures of uh, Sky and Reyna were different to uh, <laughs> to Mac, but I, I, I'm sure it would, would have been slightly different. We may never know. Yeah, I, We will, because I will go back and watch it at some point. <laughs> uh, so, I, I don't know. The, the, the I think that was part of the problem with the first 10 episodes. Mm-hmm. You know, we had the we had uh, the Scooby group running around to different places in the world for 084s and metahumans. And it just while it was create while there was story ele- meta story elements that span the entire season mm-hmm. like Reina and things like that. Uh, at the same time, those episodes were boring. First ten, definitely. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and and that's what they were doing. They were doing freak of the week stories. Maybe not quite boring. <laughs> that's maybe being a bit harsh, but yeah, it was rough. It was a bit, yeah, it was a rough, rough slog through that first ten episodes. S- some of them were boring. Mm, yeah. Um, but. So I, I, I hope they don't go back to that formula. You can use aspects of that formula, but I think what this show is really about is the core characters. Mm, yeah. And the other concern is bringing in a lot of new characters could dilute that chemistry. Yeah, it's the sort of Avengers Age of Ultron problem, isn't it? If you bring mm-hmm. in too many people, then you don't get enough screen time with the characters that you want to see the most. Right. And I have no problem with spinning off Avengers Initiative, uh, Young Avengers, whatever you want to call them, next season. Mm. I, I think you would. I think you would probably stay away from the Avengers tagline, though. I don't know. Like, see if you put that in a TV show. If you say like Young Avengers or maybe maybe not Avengers Initiative because that's kind of like they kind of call the Avengers in the this uh, the sort of movie universe that that is the Avengers Initiative basically. So you wouldn't you probably wouldn't call it Avengers the Initiative or whatever. You might just call it the Initiative, but that's not really a big. It's like kind of vague. But if you had Avengers Academy, that's quite clear. Like what that is. Yeah, I just I don't know. I think I, I, you know, and that's a branding thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe that's what the Thunderbolts become. Could be, yeah. And like, if they do a Thunderbolt show, I am super excited for that. Right. I mean, use the name Thunderbolts. Ah, yeah. And uh, you know, basically, it's the Avengers Initiative. 
so and do it that way. All right. Uh, the other news that I had, Rosario Dar- Dal- yeah, Rosario Dawson will be in Jessica Jones. Yes, which isn't too surprising. No, they need crossover. Yeah, and we kind of expected that she would pop up again because she did. I think she did mention in Daredevil that she was looking after the house for a friend, and it, mm-hmm. it, and it was postulated that that might be Jessica Jones's apartment that she was in. Okay, that would be cool. Obviously, that's not confirmed, but that was one of the sort of theories that was floating around. And they've also stated that she is not the night nurse. Yeah, because the night nurse is going to be. A key character, or at least a supporting character, in the Doctor Strange movie. All right, okay. Okay. So, uh, I think the original plan was for her to be the night nurse, Mm -hmm. but Marvel movie uh, claimed rights to... to to that character. It's kind of a weird one, because they could have just pulled her and made her the night nurse. I agree. Yeah, you know, like I mean, Rosario Dawson has been in plenty of movies, so, and she's a very good actress. And I think she was up for an Academy Award for something too. Yeah. <laughs> um, the and I, th- I the only problem with that I see is she now has a history. She has a backstory. Mm-hmm. She's been in something. And whether I don't see it as that big of a problem if you can of tying it in. Mm-hmm, yep. But it may be a, a situation where if she does that, it kind of spoils the character on Daredevil and that she can't really go back and be the night nurse in Daredevil's universe, too. I know they're all in the same universe, but mm. I think you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, and the other story I had, you know, I, I, there was a lot of stories I read this week, but most of them were crap and (laughs) vague and really didn't reveal anything whatsoever. You know, well, story, uh, I saw one ABC exec talks the future of Marvel, Marvel cinematic universe on TV. There was nothing in it. (laughs) It mentioned Agent Carter. It mentioned Shield. It with very vague uh, discussions of the the two shows, and that yeah, we'd love to do another one in the future. Yeah, great. <laughs> no shit, Dick Tracy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I think that's that's a sort of them trying to be deliberately vague about it because they announce these things with like a bit of fanfare at least and. The, the interviews that they do with these, like, websites and things, they probably only last two minutes. Oh, yeah. It's like if we happened to, like, be at a premiere and we were to interview somebody, it would be, like, a two-minute interview where we would yeah. get to ask maybe two or three questions. So there's only so much that you can sort of squeeze out of them in that time. Now, if somebody would like to come on and do an hour-long interview with us... Mm-hmm, yep. And... Talk, either talk about their their character, the backs. I, I had a ton of questions for Grant Ward. Mm. Uh, <laughs> um, the you know the history of the character, the evolution of the character, where the character is going, what's got, what can we see in the season? You know, whatever you know, whether it's a Marvel exec or a sh- star on one of the shows, we're here. Yep, I'll reach out to us anytime, guys. <laughs> yep. 
Um, but yeah, a lot of the stuff I just looked at, I said, this isn't news. This is clickbait. Mm. And they got me. There's so much clickbait like around the internet. It's ridiculous. And I, it doesn't bother me as long as it's well written. Some of the ones you click on and then it's just like full of grammatical errors and spell mistakes. I'm just like, no. I'm like, but, I can't believe I gave you this click. <laughs> but, you know, as much shit as we give him, hats off to Tiger Claw. <laughs> <laughs> He he provides us with a, a healthy dose of clickbait daily, <laughs> yep. and I would say you know a lot of a lot of things I do look at, but you know like I said most of it wasn't news. One one that was news is we do have the big bad or at least a one of the villains that Luke Cage is going to battle in his series. Oh, that's right. Yeah, um, I can't even remember who it was now. He he is called Cornell Cottonmouth. Okay, yeah, yeah. And this is a character that I'm not familiar with, so... This is before my time with... <laughs> okay. Luke, Luke Cage Power Man. This would actually go back to what it was still called uh, Hero for Hire. Mm-hmm. Uh, or it might have been Luke Cage Hero for Hire. And apparently he's sort, sort of some mid-level mob type guy. Mm-hmm. With razor sharp golden teeth. Oh, sorry, I saw the picture. I'll be very curious <laughs> if they actually do that in the show. Like give them these these golden teeth. Like I could see the gold teeth. Like Jaws, you know, and, yeah, and uh, James Bond, that sort of that thing. That would be cool. <laughs> uh, you know, I, the problem I find with at least the Marvel television series is we haven't really had a proper hero or villain, in, you know, in, in their uh, goofy-looking outfits yet. Yeah, well, Daredevil was, and his outfit did look goofy. Yeah, at, and that was the last episode and probably the last half of that episode. Mm. And, and it was probably the, the weakest part of the show as well. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Um. And we've we had our discussion on real people in costumes and how I usually find them to be mor- moronic, but you know we do see decent versions of costumes at least in the Marvel movies. Yep, like Ant Man costume was was good, and uh, Captain America's costume was great. Like I don't like caps. I, I I like I like especially the, the kind of newer ones. Yeah. And then, like obviously, Iron Man's like a suit, and uh, right. Thor's costume's pretty, pretty spot on. Yep. And Black, well, Black Widow's just basically wearing a skin tight leather jumpsuit. Yeah. <laughs> I have no complaints about that. No, it's, it's essentially the same as Mockingbird and yeah. and Sky and uh, May have worn. And yeah. And, yeah, and you know, there's three television tier characters that haven't really put on real costumes yet. Um, well, at least May and, or I'm sorry, Mockingbird and Sky. And we'll, and neither of the, Mockingbird has a real costume. Yep. As, like, uh, Daisy Johnson doesn't really. She's like, no. a, essentially a shield agent. So she mostly just wears shield stuff. But I would like to see a little more of the fantastical element mm. in the television shows. Mm-hmm. You know, Mr. Hyde, yeah. he kind of, you know, he, he, re- he never really, uh, and it, it wasn't that Mr. Hyde w- had 
a, a, a costume per se anyways. He looked, I mean, Mr. Hyde in the comics is much bigger than, mm-hmm, yeah. uh, I can't remember his name now, but. Uh, uh, Kyle McLaughlin? Yeah. No, Kyle McLaughlin, sorry. Kyle McLaughlin. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and they, they did usually have the disheveled hair, but I would like to see a little more uh, pizzazz. Mm-hmm. A little more of the, a little more of the fantastical elements. So hopefully they give him uh, the the gold teeth. Yeah. We we haven't seen David Tennant yet as Kilgrave, and they keep referring to him as Kilgrave and not the Purple Man. Yeah, which kind of says to me that he's going to be Kilgrave for most of the season, and then maybe pop. Maybe he's maybe he's not even going to be the Purple Man really. And I, I don't think Jones. he's going to be the Purple Man. I don't think he's going to be purple. No. Uh, he might wear a purple suit. <laughs> yeah. That's probably what he'll do. But uh, he, he might show off his purple man in Luke Cage. But, I mean, you don't you don't know. It's very... Jessica Jones is a hard one to call, I think, until we see trailers and stuff for it. But I, I think that's the thing that is lacking in in the in the show so far. Yeah. We, we, you know, we want the Marvel Universe. And what we want is... People in goofy costumes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. Did we have any tweets? I've been kind of on social media blackout here. Uh, was there any? Were there any other stories you saw? Anything worth mentioning? It, there, there's just one, and it's okay. it's not really related to the to the cinematic universe per se, but it is of interest to uh, Marvel video game fans. And okay. that's uh, obviously we've got Lego Marvel's Avengers, as uh, was it, it was announced quite a while ago now. However, the game's actually been delayed until next year now, which is a weird one for a Lego game to be pushed back, especially so far because I think it was due out in like October-ish, and it's now been pushed back to January next year. This is the Lego Avengers game. Yeah, Lego Avengers. Uh, they did. This is uh, like news coming out of Gamescom this mm-hmm. week. Um, they did uh, announce some new characters who are going to be in it. However, which uh, I think you might be pleased about some of these chip. <laughs> oh, uh, Squirrel Girl is in. All right. <laughs> and uh, the female version of Thor is in as well. Okay. Uh, Quicksilver's in it as well, and Kamala Khan, uh, Miss Marvel, is in too. I just don't like the Lego games, Andy. <laughs> I I've tried. I I, I I usually buy one a year, and I just don't like them. <laughs> I, I liked the uh, the Lego Marvel Superheroes one, so I, I I'm into this one. The issues that I had with that were all to do with uh, trophy hunting and glitches, but I liked the story and it was cool. I, I, so I look forward to playing this one, and I believe that this one's going to be more kind of based off of the Avengers movies. And I'm not sure if if I'm correct on this, but I'm sure I I think that they're gonna have like sound clips and stuff like that from the movies in the game. Like you know they do that with they did that with like Jurassic Park and mm-hmm. sorry Jurassic World, and they did it with like Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit, and stuff like that. So that could be cool because like we'll get to hear all the voices mm-hmm. for all the characters as they should be, which is cool. So I don't know. I, I, I think I'm done. I think I'm done with the Lego model. <laughs> I love the Lego games in general. So, uh, we did have two tweets. First of all, James Warren put up uh, an awesome picture of a, 
I think this is some type of roadblock. It's a metal like a thing to block off a road from uh, from cars driving down it. Okay, and it's sort of been uh, put out of place. It's kind of leaning on its side. And then if you look at it closely, somebody put a mini Ant-Man and Yellow Jacket fighting on it. Ah, uh, yes. This was actually, uh, this was uh, an artist uh, that was hired to do these kind of mini art installations around, I want to say it was London, but I could could be wrong on that. Um, I, I can't remember the artist's name, but there are quite a few uh, images like this where they've gone and like, put ant-man into like little situations like this which is quite cool i mean it's a kind of cool it's a kind of viral thing like just yeah uh get a little bit extra press for the for the movie and we call uh, i just looked at the picture there we call that a ballard over here okay a ballard <laughs> yeah i we would have a jersey barrier here i think but anyways <laughs> Uh, yeah, any more pictures like that, put up, put them up on our Twitter page. It's, it, it's a cool little image. Mm. Uh, the other thing, what we had one tweet, mm-hmm. and this came from Josh, Joshua Newport, talking about the last week with uh, my Easter egg on Ant-Man, and that would be when in the quantum realm, and whether or not that was the silhouette that was seen, was it... Uh, infinity slash eternity or some or something else and he says definitely a feminine silhouette in the quantum realm but i don't think it's infinity slash eternity i think it's the janet wasp okay that and that obviously would make total sense given the plot of the movie yeah and i think if you do a second movie you know where that's where you need to go Mm, yep you you need to go on the search for Janet. Yeah, and and I think that would be a fun movie. And it's kind of one of those like weird things, though. If you brought and like, I don't want to give spoilers for Ant Man here, but like, if you and if you bring her back, how does that affect the other characters in the uh, in the universe? And I'll I'll not, I'll not say any more than that, just for the sake of spoilers. If you haven't listened to our episode or seen the movie yet, I'm going to take it a step further. Janet comes back in the second Infinity War movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, well, those Infinity Gauntlets can do anything, you know. You can kill people, <laughs> bring people back to life. Like, it's just, uh, the possibilities are endless for those. And I, I'm, I'm try- now I'm trying to bite my tongue here. But um, I think if you bring in the cosmic beings Mm -hmm. eternity infinity the living tribunal etc uh and they are part of the infinity war and based on what happened in the ant-man movie that could be where uh they could bring back the original janet Mm -hmm. yeah The, the infinity war is just I'm really curious to see where they go with that because they either need to make it like really, really mental and crazy, or they need to keep it a little, and they need to keep it a wee bit grounded because it could go way, way crazy. Like some of the stuff in the Marvel Cosmic Universe is absolutely batshit insane. Yep. 
Well, I think the first big test of the big Marvel All-Star Jam is going to be next summer with Mm. Civil War. It'll be interesting to see if they can pull this off. Mm-hmm. Or if it's just a giant clusterfuck. Yeah, especially taking like a beloved seat, a beloved like comic book like that, because that is one mm-hmm. of the most, like one of the most popular comics of recent times. Mm-hmm. Certainly in terms of like gravitas of the story and like uh, how well known it is in terms of the comic book world. Like if you if you read Marvel comics, you, nine ten nine out of ten people have probably read Civil War, possibly more than that. And uh, yeah, they, if they if they fuck it up, the fanboys will rage. Like yep. <laughs> they're going to rage no matter what. No, it's that's the internet. True. <laughs> um, yeah, it'll be interesting. I yeah, I for some reason I have I am still when it comes to the Marvel movies, I doubt them all. Uh, maybe not Ultron. I, I, there was so much about that I, enough that I had read early on in Ultron that I was excited, but I, but I always have that doubt going in. There's no way they're going to pull this off. Uh-huh. And so far, uh, for the most part, I have uh, come out uh, with my doubts absolutely shattered. Mm. So, and I hope they keep doing that. But every time it's going to be, there's no way they can pull this off. Yeah, as, as far as uh, as far as that silhouette goes, if I mean I didn't catch it in in the movie on on my first watch, so I'll need to like pause it when the when the Blu-ray comes out and check it out. But if it's a female silhouette, then yeah, I would I would be very surprised if it's not Janet. I really want to I really want to watch that movie again. I've actually been tempted to go back to the, <laughs> to the theater and see it just cuz I think I want to go back and watch uh the effects again. Mm. I don't think I got the effect of the effects the first time through. Oh, and I did want to ma- Yeah, and I did want to mention that uh, Ali did go and see it uh, this week. Okay. <laughs> he was actually slightly late to the show because he went to see it like just before the the show last night and he said he said it wasn't bad. <laughs> which is about as good as you could get from, from that's that. a high compliment <laughs> yeah. from mr uh kennedy <laughs> and he said he did agree with me that it was better than age of ultron as well so okay all right andy why don't we wrap it here yeah i don't think we've got anything else for this week so. <laughs> <laughs> and i know you you we both have early days tomorrow mm-hmm. so i want to thank everybody for listening to us uh hopefully uh, you're listening over on allgames.com. We're on there every Friday night, 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, we're also on Stitcher and iTunes. And Andy, when we're not just trying to kill time on a Wednesday summer night, where can people find you? Yeah, so you can find me trying to kill time on a Tuesday summer night <laughs> <laughs> on 42 Level 1 every Tuesday on uh, live on allgames.com, 4.30 Eastern, 9.30 Greenwich Mean Time and 1.30 Pacific Time. Um, I won't be on the show next week because I'll be away, but we may be recording an episode instead and putting that live uh, to for people to listen to. So tune in at that, that time anyway and you'll, you'll, you'll hear what it is. Uh, if not, then Ali will be doing something Hopefully not on his own. Hopefully with someone else. Because I don't know if anyone wants to listen to Ali rant about something for two and a half hours. <laughs> Although that could be a show in itself. It depends on how drunk he is. Yeah, that's true. Get enough Guinness in him, you'll be fine. Yeah. But yeah, we do have uh, Ali Stag do this weekend as well, which is going to be 
very fun. But uh, yeah, we, we will talk about that. And is it is it at the Starling City Bathhouse? Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, yeah. We'll try and find that. Uh, and the, we're going on a thing called the, the sub crawl, so we will try and try and find something that resembles a Starling City Bathhouse. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so yeah, you can find uh, all our episodes on Stitcher, iTunes, and 42level1.com. And I can be found every Thursday night on allgames.com, 9 p.m. Eastern, on the B-Team podcast. We talk games, we talk tech. We do. We do now have our obligatory television movie segment. Uh, be sure to check us out. We have a good time over there. And that's with my co-host, Ryan, Fred, and Eli. And like I said, allgames.com. Thursdays, 9 p.m. Want to thank everyone once again for listening to this week's show, either on all games or streaming or on iTunes. We're we're everywhere. (laughs) And be sure to go leave us comments, guys. You know, we're we're trying to fill we're trying to fill time here until the show gets back. (laughs) So we're we're willing to discuss about just about anything. Um, (laughs) So so cheats are off limits, Chip. (laughs) Okay. Uh, and please leave us comments on what you want, how you want us to cover season three as well. And, uh, I don't care if you're just, uh, taking a joy ride and killing some time in the summer yourself, whatever you do, don't touch Lola night guys. <laughs>